welcome to the super colorful original telecommunicated transmission of the West known as Scott Cast. I am operating on a time crunch today. Yes, ladies and gentlemen, I am recording this on Sunday, daylight savings time, Sunday, at 11.30 something or other at night. Now, I've said before, and I'll say it again, that I'm trying to publish a Scott Cast every single Sunday for at least, you know, this year or something like that, or just as long as I can keep it up. And at this point, I'm close to failure. But this is where things get exciting, folks. This is where things get interesting. Because now that I'm at such a time crunch, I only had one guest to get. Guess who that is? That's Kyle's grumbling you're hearing. Kyle has made a triumphant return to Scottcast. How you doing, buddy? <laughs> you never talk when I prompt you, sweeters. Anyways, Kyle is here, and he's going to be providing his thoughts and feedback about some of the things I'm going to bring to you today. I'm just going to kind of give you guys an update on my life, you know? So, what I've been doing lately, I've been helping the Dixons move. Uh, just yesterday, I bleached and swept and, well, helped bleach and sweep and uh, bring in their tables. Uh, I've been doing all sorts of stuff for them because they got a little house uh, in town and they're moving across and they're going in and I'm so proud of them. I feel so good. And it's, it's, it's it brings a little tear to my eye to see fan favorite Ian Dixon growing up, you know. He's, he's becoming a landowner. He's becoming a member of the capitalist class. Um, basically, uh, he's, he'd be one of the few friends I have that would be able to vote if we were playing by 1776 rules. You know, he's a landowning man, and I'm proud of him for it, you know. I'm, I'm a renter, as it is, and people say that renting is a kind of throwing away your money, then there's other people who say that ah, if you do value equations and if you look at it like like this or that and like, you know, the opportunity costs, etc., you know, you don't have to pay for a lawnmower, they say. And uh, it comes up a wash. I understand if that was the case. I don't know. I don't know these, this crap. I don't care about this crap. I'm trying to live my life. I'm not trying to game the housing market so I can gain, like, $50,000 extra one day. Although that would be nice. I would like $50,000. If anybody comes across, like, a grant or a fund for uh, esoteric podcasters that grants $50,000, uh, email into ScottCast at www.thescottcast.com. And I would be very appreciative because I'm looking for grants, too. I'm trying to get some attention towards my novel that is not even completed yet. <laughs> There's a whole bunch of contests out there for people who are starting a novel. Um, you, the basic premise is you send in like the outline of what you're going to do and the first some odd pages. I basically missed the deadline for this coming Tuesday for the first 50 pages because I just don't have 50 pages of coherent text to send in. But um, there are other opportunities for like one chapter, so like the first couple thousand words. And I could do that. 
And I'm excited about that prospect. So basically what I'm saying is uh, I'm sorry that the Scottcast hasn't been publishing at full throat. I know I've got that we got some people who come up to me at the ghost light and other, otherwise around town. They know people from lo and behold, and they say, Scott, Marshall and Hank, we need more of that. And I'm surprised because, like, within the Scott cast cadre of people, no one gives a shit about Marshall and Hank. <laughs> they hate Marshall and Hank. But uh, to these people that I kind of talked with one night, it, it kind of spread uh, Marshall and Hank did. I told them I made, like, a basically a sitcom starring Marshall Mathers and Hank Hill. And Hank Hill, of course, is the one that gets into all the trouble. And they loved it. Uh, Richard Attenborough narrates. It's got a great 70s intro soundtrack. It's a good um, thing. And I'm thinking about spinning it off and making it its own podcast. You know, I'll do a Marshall and Hank series and see where that takes me. You know, it's, of course, a part of the Scottcast Empire. That's where it was born. But, uh, yeah. Uh, a good publishing schedule. What I, if I did that, I would want to have like a 10-episode arc or something like that planned out. So that uh, by the end of the 10 episodes, that's like a full series. And it's and then I could take a break and then see what people say. See what they think about it. I would want it to be unsuspectingly good. Like I want people to kind of like cling to their seats in drama of, of the audio form but also laugh their butts off because it's basically Beavis and Butthead with Marshall Mathers and Hank Hill. And I understand Hank Hill was created by the same guy who made Beavis and Butthead. So don't come at me with that. Don't DM me. Don't be sending me stuff like, hey, idiot, Mike Judge is a creature of excellence. I know he's a creature of excellence. I've seen Daria. I've seen King of the Hill. I've seen Beavis and Butthead. I've seen Office Space... I've seen several other films of his. I've seen Beavis and Butthead do America. Twice. <laughs> I know Mike Judge is excellent. But Marshall and Hank is basically like a, well, let's say a Ren and Stimpy using Eminem and Hank Hill. It's somehow even more degrading than Beavis and Butthead was. So I'm... Anyway, I feel like it's a good thing for me to continue, and I'm talking myself into it on this podcast with Kyle, who has been very quiet lately. Right, Kyle? Yeah, that was Kyle. That was him. He's he's getting very uh, he's getting used to the mic. You know, every time I move the mic away, he he says something. So I don't know how to deal with him. And uh, anyways, because this is such a haphazard episode and like i'm almost at midnight at this point uh we're gonna keep this nice and easy and uh, i'm gonna give you guys a few recommendations a few things to tide you over until you have a full episode of the scott cast to enjoy i know there's a hole in your heart because you're not getting either fan favorite ian dixon sneaky d david vander hayden or maybe even Pod King Bendy in this episode. And it's just me, the sound guy. But I assure you, we will give you the entertainment you need, whether we have to direct you somewhere else or not. 
that's the Scott Cast pledge. And I'm going to do it with style. Scott Cast style with Kyle. I hope that's coming through. He's just like doing like, <clears throat> he's like choking on the mic. And I'm like, dude, relax. <sighs> Kyle's over here clearancing. So here's my first recommendation. There's a YouTube channel called Nemo's Dreamscapes. And what it does is it hosts 24-7 live streams of these beautiful little scenes like this. I'm currently watching a Norman Rockwell painting, and it's rendered so that it's raining, and like cars pass by, and they have oldies music in the background, but like there's a filter applied to it so that it seems like it's in another room, like there's a high-pass filter. And all the low frequencies are cut out. And you can barely understand even the words. But it just plays, and it's soft, and it's relaxing, and it feels almost as if time isn't even going by. You know, when you're listening to songs, you're always going to have this internal clock in your head. Like, oh, this song takes about three, five minutes. This song takes three, five minutes. You know, you start counting time by songs, and then that is what time consists of for you, is the length of a song to the other. Kyle just left. He's like, oh, he's getting philosophical. It's not even philosophical, but I'm just describing things. Anyway. But Nemo's Dreamscapes is an excellent resource for just relaxing vibes. And it's 24-7. So if you're sad that you're not getting the Scott cast, which is an hour and change of enjoyment out of your week. Be glad that I gave you Nemo's dreamscapes these this week because that is 24-7 entertainment. It is always there for you. It's got this beautiful nostalgic vibe to it that is nostalgic and even more than the sense of like, oh, it's oldies music, oh, it's a Norman Rockwell painting. It has this effect that you're like a child again and your parents or something has the radio on somewhere else and you're just in your room like relaxing and far away and removed and insulated, you know. It's proto womb like <laughs> um, And it's also free and that's good. It's good for something to be free. This next thing I'm about to recommend is not free. This next thing I'm about to recommend costs some serious dough. So what we're going to do is we're going to make it into an advertisement. That's right. I'm by myself and I'm still advertising on this program. Go to thescottcast.com forward slash so. That's S-E-W. So. S-E-W. And I'm also putting out a request for email bag during this ad, so listen up. If you ever need to combine two pieces of fabric together using something that is fabric-like, so not a stapler or glue, what would you do? Would you tie a knot? Maybe. Maybe that's the way to go. More likely, you're going to sew it together. And I've got a little handy sewing kit that I bought that I like. 
It's got needles and thread in it. It's got way more than anything I'll ever need in it. And I got it because I bought these pillows at Marshall's Home Goods. And the pillows, when I got them home, I realized were like gashed open at the sides. Almost as if someone was sewing it shut and then for the last three inches they left it open to stuff it. But then they never finished sewing it up. And both pillows were like this, which got me thinking. Is this how all pillows are? When you're buying pillows for a couch, which admittedly I've not done until a few weeks ago in my life. I'm 32. Do all couch pillows come like that? Like, there's an option to stuff the couch pillow with more, say, cotton? And I just never understood this. Could I have also bought cotton at the Marshall's Home Goods and had even fluffier, floofier pillows? Could I have some fat pillows right now? Are these pillows I have, like, do people look at them in a downward way? These are all the questions I'm asking for email bag. Tell me, what's going on here? Do couch pillows come unsewed? Anyways, I bought a sewing kit. That's thescottcast.com forward slash SEW. And you can go to it. And when you go to our links on Amazon, by the way, you can buy whatever you want afterwards. You don't have to buy the thing I show you. It doesn't even have to be in the same category. In fact, I hope it's not because this thing is cheap. It's like 10 bucks or something. I hope you go to this link and then you navigate away from this product and then you go buy like a car or a house or like a space station because that would give us a huge kickback. What Amazon does is they take these links and as long as you purchase within the same session of using the link, they'll kick you back like 10%, 5 10% on any products on the cart size. No matter what, no matter what, you purchase. And that's what I want you guys to do. Go to thescarcast.com forward slash sew. S-E-W. Check out the sewing kit I bought to close up these pillows. Think about that. The fact that I had to close the pillows myself. And I had to learn to sew. Which I guarantee you I did a butcher of a job doing. And then I want you to go buy a bunch of expensive stuff on Amazon. I want you to make Jeff Bezos rich. Because the richer he gets, the richer I get. As long as you use that link thescottcash.com forward slash so s-e-w so I realize I'm kind of slurring my words so when I say the website I'm saying thescottcash.com and I want you to know that's on purpose yeah the Scottcast is about money it's about getting me rich and if you don't think that about me when you listen to this you're sorely mistaken I bet you're investing in things like crypto or the NASDAQ well, I can tell you, you're fucked. You know, because those things go up and down. But the Scottcast, it only goes up. It might be going up slowly. <laughs> but it's got one direction. There's no way we can get less than what we have now. There's only one direction for Scottcast, and that's up. So I call it, in my heart, the Scottcast. What's up? It's my retirement plan, guys. Go to thescottcast.com forward slash S-E-W. All right, so that's two recommendations down if you include the ad, you know? And I'm also recommending you email back in and tell me about 
couch pillows. Like, what do I not know about couch pillows? I'm getting really frustrated. But the third thing, fourth thing I recommend, I'm going to count that email bag count out as a separate recommendation. The fourth thing I recommend is reading a bunch. I read 2.5 books this weekend. That's right. This weekend, I started and finished Aurelia Aurelia by Kristen Catherine Davis. It was a beautiful memoir about losing her husband and the impermanence of life and the transitory nature of it. And I also read and finished The Unbearable Lightness of Being, which is arguably, arguably about the same thing, although without the death of the husband, and it's not a memoir. It's specifically the author even like comes out of hiding. It's like third person, and the author comes out of hiding like three-quarters of the way through to be like, look, these characters, they're based on me, but they're not me. They are me if I took that extra step, you know, in one direction, in another direction. And he plays them out all with, throughout the novel. And it's a beautiful effect. Milan Kundera is his name. You should you should read it if you're if you're a, a read and follow the unbearable lightness of being. So if you read those two books, and if you watch Nemo's dreamscapes, and if you purchase a bunch of things via Amazon through thescottcast.com forward slash forward slash so S E W. You're well on your way to having a week that is perhaps even richer than if you would have had a full Scott cast itself. And I don't say that lightly. Because the Scott cast is a wonderful piece of art. And this podcast that I'm giving you is like admittedly, admittedly the least effort I could do to make this podcast. Like, I literally came home from watching Daria with Ian Dixon at his new pad, which is just a couch and a TV on a cardboard box. And we watched a little bit of Daria after I kicked his ass in Goldeneye. He kicked my ass a little bit, too. And he definitely kicked my ass in Mortal Kombat. But I came in at 11.30 at night. This is a 20-minute long recording. I am probably going to backdate this recording and call it Sunday because I'm putting in a Sunday's effort, you know? And I doubt that anybody's, like, hovering over the podcast player at midnight being like, what the F, Scott? I need, to, I need this before Mondays or else I can't sleep. Now I can't sleep on Monday. Now I'm going to have a fucked up Monday. Now I'm going to have a fucked up rest of the week because I got a bad start, etc. I apologize to you, and I'm hoping these recommendations will get you through your fucked up week. The Nemo's Dreamscapes, for instance, will help you sleep. The books will help you sleep. It's all good. You gotta exercise your brain. That's what I'm saying. I'm about to finish Virginia Woolf's The Waves, and I love that. It's about five, six characters, and they each speak their own feelings and their own internal lives. And it's just this running, running like, what? how would you call it? Uh, sequence of, of monologues. Explaining their inner state as they move through life. And it's brilliant. 
Um, Bernard is supposed to be modeled after T.S. Eliot. There's Neville, and he's kind of like this guy who's in love with Percival, who's this godlike figure among the friend group. There's Susan, who is kind of like the upright woman, like the upper class lady. There's Ginny, and she's somewhat of the playful lady kind of type. She's, uh, not that she takes things less seriously, but she takes things lighter. There's Rhoda, who's more of a shy lady. There's Lewis. He's an Australian who's out to prove himself at every juncture. I think that's it. Yeah. There's also Percival, and but everyone acknowledges him from a distance. I don't think he gets his own monologue. I might be mistaken because I started it earlier in the year, maybe even before 2022. And I picked it up, and I was like, I'm going to finish this this weekend so I can say I finished three books in one weekend. But I failed that. Maybe I wouldn't have failed that if I was not talking to you guys right now. So, you're welcome. I am a good sound guy. I'm a good podcaster. And I'm telling myself that. <laughs> oh, we got email bag. We got email bag. Um... Scott Science email bagged in. I don't have the I don't have the email on me. But he said uh he was going to Sneaky D's house to train. And lo and behold, he was worried. Would there be an oiled up man hiding in the condo? And I assure you, Scott Science, there was an oiled up man in that condo while you were there. I'm sure he was kept at bay by certain protocols Sneaky D may have placed down. But he was there. And I urge you to be kind to him. He's not going to harm you. You know, there's nothing to defend yourself from of this oiled up man. In fact, if there is should be an altercation, which is not going to happen, but if there should be one, he's so slippery... Uh, there's no, there's not going to be, there's not going to be any blows. He's just going to flop around, and it's going to be embarrassing for someone. You're going to have to watch your steps so you don't slip. That's about it. So I assure you, enter the house with poise, treat the oiled up man with respect, and get your train on. You're there to deadlift. You know, you're there to push muscle. I've been pushing muscle because Nicky D told me to. He told me to do a hundred damn push-ups a day. And I have not done that, but I've done something close to it. Like, at this point, I can get down and do 10 and not hate myself. And then I can wait a little bit longer and I can do another 10. And I can wait a little bit longer and I can do another 10. By 40, I get bored. I'm not going to be, I'm not going to lie. I just get bored. But uh, that's a lot for me. And I'm feeling it. Because I'm, I also switched to a vegan diet and uh, I'm kind of eating lighter. But... Like, I look great. I am like a sexy podcaster right now. Like, if you had to have like a... Like a swimsuit issue, Sports Illustrated, of podcasters. I would be on the cover in a bikini. And it would be amazing. People would buy it right off the rack. And they'd be like, who's this? 
I don't care who it is. I'm just going to hang the poster up, you know? Oh, the caption says, oh, who cares about the caption? Putting this up. That's how good I look. So I'd like to thank Sneaky D for that. I might become the oiled up man in my house. I'd be okay with that. You know? It might make things cleaner. I'm sure oil can clean good things. I don't know. I don't know much about oil and cleaning. But I'm excited. I'm excited for my my new sexy body. That I'm going to grow old and die with alone. (laughs) I'm going to die sexy. That's what I'm going to do. Like, uh, I don't care if I die young. But I'm going to die sexy. Like, people are going to like... It's going to be an open casket, and it's going to be both sides of the casket. Like, people are going to want to see the whole thing, you know? There's going to be a selfie station with my corpse. <laughs> I'm going to have it in my will, you know? I want, I want to be on full display. I would like uh, the, mor- the mortician to airbrush my abs, really touch them up, you know? And if you got to put in, like... Uh, cotton swabs or something like that to to kind of form the the muscle tone now's the time right you're not going to damage anything make me hot <laughs> that's the episode title make me hot <laughs> i've decided so what else can i recommend to you guys let's see i watched la la land yeah you heard me I've been emotional lately, and I watched La La Land. It's a mu- It has everything you you would hate in a movie. Uh, dance numbers, songs. You know, uh, the standard romantic, tit for tat, push and pull. But where it gets genius is at the end. See, our two stars—they don't end up together. They end up pursuing, you know, separate careers. You know, doing what's right for them. Chasing the stars. And then one year, five years later, Emma Stone walks into a club with her husband, who she has a child with. And lo and behold, it's Ryan Gosling's club. The same man that she fell in love with. She notices right away. She sees that the club's name is the name that she suggested the club to be. And she goes to sit down with her husband. Ryan Gosling sees her. And you can tell, like, he's heartstruck. And this moment, I just understand completely as a human being. When that one person you love walks into a room and you didn't expect them, your heart just stops or it sinks or it raises. Like, your internal composition changes in an instant. And you're left with just not... You're left shocked by this person. Love shocked is what it is. It's not It's not crazy, but you feel it inside your body that everything changed in that room. And it's just because this person who you think so much of entered. And you see it in his eyes. 
And so he starts playing this jazz song that, you know, ran the theme throughout their relationship that he was working on. And when he's playing this jazz song, these fantastic images come onto the screen, and it's what would have happened if they didn't split up. And it shows them doing everything they did anyway, but they have a kid now together. They have the club. She has her movie. And it's just happiness. And when it ends, Emma Stone is tearing up. Ryan Gosling is tearing up. They share one final look, and Emma Stone goes away with her husband. Because it's inappropriate to just break off a family for something like that. And Ryan Gosling's left on the stage alone. And God damn, I cried. Yeah, I did. That one touched me. And I, it came out of nowhere, too. I heard somewhere that uh, from the RJVP podcast that uh, it was a good movie and it unexpectedly made you cry. But I didn't expect that. That, that just paralleled my life. And, you know, I just sat with it for a while. So that's what I've been doing this week. So I recommend La La Land if that's like the kind of life you lead. But uh, besides that, I recommend Nemo's Dreamscapes for relaxing because you don't have so much audio from me. This is good audio, guys. Nemo's Dreamscapes. I'm going to link all this stuff, by the way. Um, I have the books I have read. I will link all Amazon links so I can get paid. And of course, the scottcast.com forward slash SEW. Check that out. And then go buy whatever you actually want to buy. In the same sesh. Please. Don't get me money. And you won't have to spend a nickel extra. So that does it. That's the episode for this week. I hope you guys liked it. What did I call it? I called it something. Make sexy or something? I don't know. Maybe that's what's going to be anyway. But uh, what did I learn today? I learned that I really enjoy... I really enjoy these episodes with just me and the listeners. But also, it's going to be once in a while. Because <laughs> I've got too much love for Sneaky D and Ian not to share it with the world. And I want to put out some real content. I want to, I want to get a good chunky hour out there for you guys. So email bag, email bag me in if uh, you guys like this episode. I like getting email bags when I do the solo episodes. Because uh, it doesn't feel like a conversation. <laughs> it feels like I'm ranting into a microphone. So understanding that someone listened to it and responded really helps. And uh, that does it for me. All right. From all of us at the super colorful original telecommunicated transmission, otherwise known as ScottCast, I bid thee adieu. See you later, ScottCast. All hail ScottCast. Glory be to ScottCast.